Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 53. And I'm back. March 29th, 2022. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you are doing well. And it's a little weird out there. So whoever's writing all the distractions for the mainstream media, I just want to like to say that I don't think it's working anymore. I think you're losing your touch. No one's buying it anymore. Moving forward, it's going to be very interesting on how to see how they're trying to control the narrative. And speaking of control, we have an article out of The New American which says, preview of climate lockdowns. IAEA urges emergency measures to cut oil demand due to Ukraine war. The International Energy Agency has issued a new emergency plan on how nations might use less oil amid the supply shortage caused by the war in Ukraine. Their new 10-point plan to cut oil use looks to lower the demand for oil by 2.7 million barrels per day within four months. The United States is among the IEA's 31 member countries. All right, so I click on the link and it brings me to this report, uh, full report, March 2022. First paragraph, in the face of the emergency global energy crisis triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The IEA's 10-point plan to cut oil use proposes 10 actions that can be taken to reduce oil demand within, with immediate impact and provides recommendations for how those actions can help pave the way to putting oil demand onto a more sustainable path in the long term. I like how they don't waste time of pushing the propaganda that these oil prices are due to Russia invading Ukraine. No one remembers when Joe Biden first got into office and signed all the executive orders to cut all the pipelines that we had, which basically ended our oil independency. The propaganda is real and it is everywhere. All right, back to this 10-point plan. Uh... Number one, reduce speed limits on highways by at least 10 kmhs, which is about, I don't know, five miles an hour, let's say. Okay. Number two, work from home up to three days a week where possible. Number three, car-free Sundays in large cities. Number four, make public transport cheaper, incentivize micro-mobility, walking, and cycling. Number five, alternate private car use in large cities. Number six, Urge car sharing and practices that decrease fuel use. Lucky number seven, promote efficient use of freight trucks and goods delivery. Number eight, prefer high-speed and night trains to planes where possible. Number nine, avoid business travel when alternatives exist. And number 10, hasten adoption of electric and more efficient vehicles. And the immediate paragraph after that, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has thrown global commodity markets into turmoil. The global oil market, in which Russia is a major force, is one of the most heavily affected. Russia is the world's third largest oil producer and the largest oil exporter. So they just want you to remember that this is solely Russia's fault. It has nothing to do with countries uh, demonizing fossil fuels and wanting solar power and windmills. It's, it's solely... Russia's fault. Oh, yeah. And Russia, you know, imposed sanction on itself so we can't get the oil anymore. You know, we, we, they did it on their own. 
Now, one last paragraph from here. Several governments are introducing measures to help consumers by reducing prices at the pump. Wherever possible, pricing measures should be designed carefully, prioritizing the poorest part of the population and those for whom cars are an indispensable part of their economic activity. So I'm interested only in the United States government and that last sentence where it says cars are an indispensable part of their economic activity. Well, in the United States, about 90% of the country is dependent on their cars for their economic activity. So unless you live in a major city, you're not using public transportation. You're using your car. So right away, I can tell who this 10-point plan was written by. It was probably a progressive who lived in a large city and doesn't depend on cars or even probably never owned a car to, for their economic activity and thinks that's the whole world operates that way. And again, one of the major problems nowadays is that these agencies, you know, they're not f elected. These people aren't elected. They're quote-unquote the experts that somebody appoints and then they listen to because a a politician doesn't want to tell you this because they would never get voted in. So they say, oh, the experts say this, so we're going to go ahead and do that. And what does that sound like? Well, bring in Fauci, CDC, FDA, same thing, all about control and no responsibility and accountability. And I guess the politicians are just too busy to do their job in office because out of New York Post, here's an article today. Uh, headline is, Kevin McCarthy to speak with Madison Cawthorn over orgy coke remarks after GOP outcry. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy will have a word with freshman rep Madison Cawthorn after he made comments on a podcast last week that fellow GOP lawmakers said depicted them as sex-crazed party <laughs> <laughs> Cawthorn, 26, like in Capitol Hill to the corrupt and sexually charged environment portrayed in the Netflix series House of Cards during a podcast interview last week. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington, where the average age is probably 60 or 70, you look at these all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up through my life, I always paid attention to politics, Cawthorn, who was elected in 2020, told the Warrior Poet Society podcast. Then, all of a sudden, you get invited. We're going to have a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. What did you just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy, he added. Cawthorn also claimed to have seen people he described as leading national anti-addiction efforts snort coke. You watched him do a bump of cocaine right in front of you, he said. And it's like, this is wild. Now reading this, I can only I can only think of one person that would be asking him to come to a sex party because this this kid is twenty six and he's pretty good looking. Uh, it must have been Lindsey Graham. So this kid is going to get a good talking to from McCarthy because other members are complaining. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, these are pretty crazy claims just to make up. You you definitely unless he's he's the type of mentality look. Uh, Bad publicity is good. Any publicity is good publicity for himself. I don't know. Or he might be from the uh, let's go viral mindset. You know, he's 26. So that's what he might be thinking. Um, or he legitimately got asked to these kids a straight shooter and is telling the truth. The way things are being run in this country, I wouldn't doubt it that that's what's going on. It's just sex, drugs and rock and roll, man. And let the country burn.
And a couple of months ago, there was also a story or something. Someone mentioned that Capitol Hill was just like full of people doing drugs and it was just out of control. I don't know if it was it's tied to this or it finally came out or now he never mentions Republicans specifically that he was invited to. So, you know, this can be a setup also by the Democrats try to get him because in the New American there's a quote that says, uh, so many people trade in secrets and there's a currency to secrets. And so it's wild. And then, you know, there's a member of the media, the journalists who kind of keep, will keep nasty stories about you or about other people on a shelf. And then if you're about to kind of speak out against something they don't want you to, they'll come out and say, well, we're about to drop this story of when 17 years ago, 17 years ago you did X, Y, and Z, and you don't want us to drop that story, do you? So we're going to bully you back into the position. And that, ladies and gentlemen, right there is your mainstream media and how they try to control the narrative. And that's why we need to be aware of this. And a perfect example is if you do a comparison of the Kavanaugh confirmation to this Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation. Look what they dug up on him. They brought in some lady, supposedly she didn't, you know, he assault, sexually assaulted her a million years ago. And the media was just running with that story, just kept on, kept on, kept on. And they were vilifying him so bad. And not even an ounce of scandal with Ntanji Brown Jackson at, with her, you know. And the Republicans are doing a great job. They're just grilling her on her, you know, decision making as a judge and, and, and her cases. And there's, there's no dirt being brought up. So there's a, a total difference, total difference. So that's why you should listen here, because I don't blackmail anyone. I have no reason to blackmail anyone. I just tell you the truth. So thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Anthony T. This is the Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Subscribe, donate, stream some sats, and I will see you next week.